Welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, that is Pomona, California. Thank God for his goodness and his grace. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML Inside the Pages. Uh, you know, you can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Amazon. You know, you can Google us. Thank God the word is, is, is on ready to go out. Our Sunday morning service begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. You know, it's all about Jesus. The Bible tells us that he comes in the volume of the book. That's from Genesis to Revelation. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. You know, we're taking this year with purpose. We're taking this year. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Take this year with purpose. Don't hold back on God. He's the most holy one. He's the great I am. And he'll help you. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. We'll be going into the Bible, into the word of God shortly right after this instrumental of how great he is. If you know the words, you ought to sing it. search low but you and so you know for yourself that there's nobody greater than the Lord Nobody 
certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness. There is nobody greater than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't let nobody make you think that they're greater. Because everyone needs the Lord. Everyone needs Jesus. And so he's the greatest. He's the great I am. Before him, there was nobody else. And so, and there never will be anyone like our Lord and Savior. Oh, my God. I'm so glad to be in the house of prayer once again. I'm so glad for each of you that are listening. Those that have tuned in, those that will be tuning in. Certainly we thank and praise God for each one that is under the sound of my voice. Just want to just magnify the Lord today. I'm just so excited to be in the house of prayer. You know, it's my day started pretty early. Met with uh, what I call internal uh, customers, dealt with internal, the external and, you know, and, and and on my way out, last thing I told them, I'm headed to Bible class because I'm, I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. I've been other places. I've been other to other events, but there's no place like the house of God. You know, the Lord is getting us ready for that great day. And maybe you don't think about it as much as you could, as much as you should. But the Bible said those that fear the Lord often spank one to another. The conversation, there's so much yet to talk about. There's so much yet to understand. Uh, you know, and, and uh, I'm not against comic books. I'm not against uh, uh, TV shows. I'm not against anything, you know, but I know where my priority lies as far as my my commitment. And my commitment is unto the Lord. You know, on Sunday, we talked about uh, the fact that I, I'm I'm sticking with the God that I know. And I hope you are, too, that you're sticking with the God that, you know, the one that heal you, the one that provides for you, the one that gives you breath in your body. Right. You know, uh, um, oh, my God, there's so much that I would like to say at this moment. And, and the Lord permit will uh, he'll remind me and we'll come back to it another day. But certainly, uh, I want to encourage you to share the, the, the link, uh, Sunday Morning Live, with others so that they can hear the word of God. You know, we believe in the unadulterated truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to play with God. You know, this is my soul. I'm, I'm saving myself from this untorn generation. I'm saving myself from the foolishness and all of those that, you know, you choose not to believe. I choose to believe. And so, it, you know, it's better to believe and do all that you know to do than to uh, fake it and, and skate through it and fake it and shake it and all of that kind of stuff, only to find out later that you needed it and you left it. So many finding out that they need it, not, not knowing when you're going to leave here. Uh, somebody had plans, uh, just was speaking with uh, someone uh, uh, the other day and they left and went to... Uh, on vacation and while they were on vacation uh they didn't wake up they didn't wake up they was they were not ill nothing uh to go to the hospital for or anything they did not wake up it was time and you know this young man in, in his in, at his age in his 40s you would have thought that man but you just don't know and so uh not knowing don't mean that you cannot be ready and so let's let's prepare our hearts for the word of God. We're going into the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. 
beginning at the 15th verse, uh, if you have your device or you have your Bible, you know, that's where we're going. I, I endeavor not to be long this evening, uh, but certainly we want to get into the word of God. And, you know, there is no rush when it comes down to doing God's will. We don't rush when we're at the game. We spend through two or three hours at a game. Well, we're not going to spend two or three hours here, but uh, we're not going to rush through it and short God in any kind of way. And so uh, with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy on this fourth day of May 2021. Lord God, we honor you for your goodness. We honor you, Lord God, for your grace, your word. We honor you, Lord God, for blessing us, Lord God, with the breath in our bodies, a reasonable amount of health. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, for blessing us to have a mind to call upon you, Lord, to seek your face while you may be found. Lord, help us to feel for you, Lord God, that we may find you, Lord. Lord Jesus, to search out your richness, Lord, in Jesus' name. Touch those that are sick in their body. Touch those, O oh Lord God, that are in the valley. Decision, draw them out, Lord God. Lord Jesus, bless those, O oh Lord God, that are caught, not knowing what to do. Lord Jesus, give them peace of mind. You're not the author of confusion. Lord Jesus, we pray for their sobriety. We pray for obedience, faithfulness, O oh Lord God, for uh, everyone, Lord God, that believe, Lord Jesus, those that are in position of authority, Lord God, doctors, lawyers, Lord God, and on the jobs, Lord God, Bless them, Lord God, to walk in righteousness, to be fair. In Jesus' name, amen. The 37th chapter of Ezekiel. I'm going to start reading at the 15th verse. My God, the Lord has shown Ezekiel a vision, a valley of dry bones, and uh, has spoken to him about them, asked him the question, can these dry bones live? Ezekiel answered very wisely, Lord, you know. Told them to prophesy and speak to those bones, speak to them. You know, at, at, here at Cornerstone, we encourage one another, speak to the situation. Don't walk around texting other folks about what you're dealing with. Talk to the situation. Uh, don't walk around just bubbling over and, and, and just mumbling and complaining about whatever you're dealing with. Uh, you know, but speak to the situation and watch it change. Matter of fact, tell the situation, hear ye the word of the Lord, because that's what the Lord told Ezekiel. When you walk in obedience, you're walking in authority. You're walking in God's favor. And so you can speak to the situation and it will change. Now, everything is not going to change overnight. Some things are going to take time. The Bible said that the Lord healed those that had leprosy and uh, they were healed as they went on their way. So when he spoke healing into their lives, when he blessed them, uh, they weren't healed standing right there in front of him. But as they went on their way, and only one of them came back to say thank you. And, and so uh, we need to uh, be mindful of that. You'll notice that change. We were just having a discussion about, about credit. Uh, that when you start working on your credit, it, it, you may destroy, mess your credit up in an instance of a purchase. And it may take years, two and three years to overcome, to build back up to where you were that's, that's considered good 
in order. And so it take time when things are damaged. It take time when you break an arm for it to heal uh, where it can be used properly. It take time. And we need to understand that it take time for some things. And, and then there are times that God uh, uh, reversed the hands. It's time when he speed things up. And that's what we call a miracle. Uh, but the Lord spoke to Ezekiel and said that these dry bones are going to live. To speak to him. And Ezekiel said there was a, uh, uh, and I'm going to put it like there, there was a rumbling and a tumbling. Uh, but the Bible said there was a shaking and they came together. And flesh came upon those bones. And we know that, uh, that what God said was going to happen. Ezekiel was witnessing uh, this chain of events as he had ministered to the children of Israel that was very religious. You know, we can be very religious. We can say we believe in God. We can say we love the Lord. But we're not saying that we love him with our, our whole heart. We're not saying we love him with our mind and soul. See, there's a difference in, in loving the Lord that way uh, compared to just saying, well, I love him. Uh, you know, uh, and, and so the children of Israel were very religious. Uh, they didn't stop praying. They just weren't praying to God. They didn't stop sacrificing. They just weren't sacrificing to the Lord. Uh, they didn't stop calling on a name. They just wasn't calling on the Lord himself. And they weren't seeking him. And that's how they found. That's why they were in the situation, the predicament that they're in. And some of us have found ourselves in situations because we uh, followed and did the same thing that Israel did. We didn't seek the Lord wholeheartedly. Uh, but I tell you, when you seek him wholeheartedly and make a difference. And so the Lord spoke to Ezekiel and said, I'm going to bless Israel uh, in spite of I'm going to bless them. And I'm doing it for my name's sake. So there are some blessings and things that we receive. It is because of the Lord's namesake. Not that we deserve it, not that we've done anything so righteous, but the Lord is blessing because of his name. And we need to recognize that and testify of his goodness and beyond and straighten ourselves up. Uh-huh. You, the Bible told us to be ye holy because I'm holy. So the Lord told us to do that. Sanctify yourselves. The Bible said, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse 15, Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. And join them one to another unto one stick and they shall become one in thy hand. So he's taking two sticks and he is writing the name of uh, Judah on one and the name of Ephraim on the other and tying them together so that it become the two sticks are now bound together as one. And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, wilt thou not show us what uh, thou what meanest by these say unto them thus saith the Lord God behold I will take the stick of Joseph which is in the hand of Ephraim and the tribe of Israel his fellows and put them with him and uh, even with the stick of Judah and make them one stick and they shall be one in my hand and the sticks whereon thou writest shall be in thy hand before their eyes and say unto them, thus said the Lord God, behold, I will make the children of Israel 
from I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. Now, someone may recall that this occurred uh, not, not about 75, 73 years ago. Uh, uh, what month was it? Uh, this, this occurred not too long ago. From the time that the Lord spoke this to Ezekiel, which was about 580 something BC, uh, uh, BC uh, uh, when it occurred was 2,600 years later, but it happened. Uh, the word of God is gonna happen. And, and, and so uh, you need to be aware, and I, and I put this out as a warning to everybody, that because it doesn't, because the, the Lord, uh, Peter said, some count the Lord as being slack concerning his promise. But he's not. He's just being patient. He's being merciful. If God would have came at a certain time, uh, some of us would have went to hell and then to be cast into the lake of fire. Uh, some of us would have been caught in the tribulation if he would have come. But the Lord has been merciful and he's been gracious. However, he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. And so we need to be mindful of those things. The 22nd verse says, uh, and I will make one nation in the land upon the mountain of Israel and one king shall be king to them all. He wasn't talking about Joe Biden. He wasn't talking about the current administration uh, of any country being king over them, but himself. And they shall be no more two nations. Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. Neither shall they defile themselves nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned and I and cause them to, so they shall be my people and I will be their God. Uh, he, he want, he's interested in us being his people and him, him. Number uno, number one, being our God. The Lord said, they shall be my people and I will be their God. Uh, this is not one of those, uh, what is it? Uh, Roddenberry type shows where you get three individuals thinking as one. No, that's none of that goofy mess. Uh, God is one. And he said, there is no other savior. There's no other king. There's one throne that Ezekiel saw, and he saw one figure on the throne, not three. Wasn't three sitting in each other's lap, wasn't three sitting next to each other, it, it was one. And God said, I will be their God. The Lord is speaking to former kingdoms, Ephraim, Judah. Now Ephraim name means to be fruitful. And Judah, as you may have heard uh, before, means praise. The Lord is looking for a fruitful praise. He's not looking for uh, a dry praise. He's not looking for a, a watered down praise. Uh, he's looking for a praise 
that is fruitful, meaningful, delightful, something that entreats him. To be fruitful means to produce much fruit. That's in the natural, to, to be fertile. It means to produce good or helpful results. You'll call that being productive. Fruitfulness is something that you work at, something that you maintain, something that you protect forcefully, aggressively. You protect it. And in other words, when you've worked hard to produce something that has that you consider to be very valuable, you're going to protect it. You're going to protect it from infestation. You're going to protect it from wild animals. You're going to protect it from thieves. You're going to do your best to protect it from uh, from the thing that would destroy your hard work and labor. Living a life that says I'm a praise, living a life that displays the fruitfulness of godliness is something to be protected. Something that you must protect, something that if you no one else value, you better value yourself. Because if you don't value a sanctified life, if you don't value a life of, that will give praise and honor unto God, then you are going to misuse and abuse your life and uh, the principles of, of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, the kingdom of heaven represents principles. You're certainly going to abuse the authority, the kingdom of God. And so many have abused. How do I abuse it? You abuse by sin. You abuse by doing things that you know you should not be doing. And then saying, well, God will forgive me. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that there remaineth no sacrifice to those that know. And so we abuse those privileges. We abuse things. Another scripture says, shall we continue in sin that the grace of God may abound? Not so. Uh, we should not abuse, but we want, and if we're going to give God a, a, a fruitful praise, uh, then we have to protect our lives. Uh, the scripture tell us that uh, to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, because this is our reasonable service. And so we wake up in the morning and say, man, this is my minimal that I'm going to, you know, this is the minimal of things. And God has much more. But we have to yield ourselves in order to produce that fruit. We have to yield ourselves to be a better sacrifice, not just say, well, I'm going to do the minimal. Listen, I cannot appreciate someone that just does the minimal. Uh, and they look, we all go to work. We've all have worked. We work with people. And some of us may have found ourselves in the same position where we felt underpaid. We felt like we deserve more. But the question is, are you producing more? Are you doing what's required of you and then expecting to get more? Are you going beyond? Are you learning everything that there is to know about what your duties are plus some? So that when you sit down and talk about, you have something to offer. There's a difference in behavior when you work hard to be or to have something. And there's a difference 
when there are those, you know, those that get it without a struggle. Uh, therefore, uh, they take it for granted. You know, uh, I remember letting uh, one of the kids drive my car. And it, um, it didn't come back the same always. I noticed when they got their own vehicle, uh, it, it, was, it was different because they was making the payment. I noticed that their car did not have as many scratches on it. I've never seen the door ripped from the outside. And so they took care, they take care of their, and I applaud them for that. I since sold that other vehicle. And, you know, but the point is, is that they know the struggle and they know what it means to take care of something that they are working hard for. Just like the savings, you got to have a savings strategy. Being diligent is something that we need to do. Everyone is not saving. Everyone is not strategizing and being diligent with their natural lives. So if you're not doing that with your natural life, then you're certainly not doing it with your spiritual life. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's a parallel there uh, because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 45 and 47. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last man, Adam, was a quickening spirit. How be it that was not the first man which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterwards, that which is spiritual. But the first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. The natural has some insight to the spiritual side of things. Ladies, if his natural is out of whack, need I say more? If his natural is out of whack, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm against, uh, yeah, I'm, mm -hmm, I'm against that. You got a place to live. You paying rent, you paying your mortgage, but that Negro wants to move in with you. He's living with his dad. He's living with his mother. He don't have his own place. He's living with his friend. And so he want to move in with you instead of having his own. Gentlemen, if she not paying her taxes, uh, listen, I don't think I need to go too far into that. But if either is asking you to co-sign, you need to walk away. Unless you like that type of abuse. Some people like abuse. That's a subject for another time. But I heard Romans 15 and uh, 4, 14 and 5 say, one man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully, fully persuaded in his own mind. I'm fully persuaded about the things that are right because I know what it means to be wrong. And I know what it means to not make a good choice. We ought to make some good choices. As you get older, uh, you know, it's, it's a difference between a young fool and an old fool. I can say to uh, see a young person and, and, and excuse them for the things that they may not have experienced and don't know yet, uh, you know, to an extent. But someone that's older, you in your 40s, you in your 50s, 
and you still making the same mistakes, still asking the same questions that you should have learned and be teaching others by now. That's a problem. But listen, if you like it, I'm going to love it. And just maybe one day common sense will prevail because everything you don't have to pray about. Some things is common sense. And so when you practice common sense, good principles, uh, you don't need to pray for everything. That's why Paul said, why hope for those things which your eyes see? You don't have to pray for everything that you're looking at. There's a time that you might have to pray for a few things, but not everything. And, and so you begin to turn down offers. You begin to uh, uh, say, no, I don't need that. When you really begin to look and examine and understand what things are about. Fruitfulness means to simply multiply. The Bible tells us in Matthews, the 13th chapter, beginning at the first verse, it says the same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside and great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth, and when he sowed some seeds, fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Somebody's hearing the word right now, the seeds. And they're brushing the seeds off, and no sooner those seeds are hitting the ground, uh, it's being consumed. Some fell on in, upon stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprang up. You know, people get a little excited. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, woo, hallelujah. Uh, because, but because there's no depthness of earth, when the sun rises up, when things get a little warm, you find yourself in hell's kitchen. Uh, they were scorched. And because they had no root, you, you need to be grounded. You need to be rooted. And so they withered away. Some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them. The cares of this life began to choke them. Couldn't drink, couldn't eat it, couldn't, uh, couldn't take it no more. The Bible said others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who have an ear, let them hear. You need to hear what God is saying. It's not enough to hear the word of God and after you hear it, you don't remember it, or after you hear it, you don't analyze it and get a clear understanding. The word of God is for each of us. It's never for us to push it off on the person next to us. It's never for us to push it off on the person that's not here. That's, that's not your job. Your job is to save yourself. That is your responsibility. Now that's fruitfulness. Praise is the expression of happiness. As I told the gentleman as I was leaving, uh, talking to someone in Arizona before I got on the freeway, 
And I, I said, I, I'm leaving the office now. I, I'm on my way. I, I'll, I'll check what I'll check the results later when I get in after eight. I said, but right now I'm going to Bible class. I was expressing happiness, approval. I, I'm, I give commendation uh, unto the Lord uh, through song and through word. May not be the best singer. Not trying to be. Doing my best. But I know there are others that are better. There are those that are professional. Uh, but the point is, is that I want to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I'm going to lift my voice up. And I'm going to talk about his word and how good he is. How great he is. So that he knows how much I appreciate him. So he know you have to do the same so that the Lord know how much you appreciate him. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. What kind of praise do we want to give him? A fruitful praise. Hebrews 13, 15, uh, beginning at verse 15 says, by him, Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Uh-huh. When we think of when I, the songwriter said, when I, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, when I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I want to dance, 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 shout, shout. I want to, oh. Another writer said, I got to praise, I got to praise, and I got to get it out. We got to give God praise. For the work in which he done, the blood that he shed on Calvary. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the son of God. And so we give the spirit. Uh -huh. When we talk about God, we're talking about spirit. Not male, not female. That, that foolishness of, oh, how do you know God's not a female? Because he's a spirit, and a spirit is neither male nor female. That's a bunch of malarkey to say that I'm not going to obey what God, the creator of the universe, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Someone said Hinduism is the oldest religion. How is it the oldest religion? And it wasn't existing before God. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The firmament shows his handiwork. By him, therefore, let us offer the praise, the sacrifices of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving him thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, uh, forget not. Don't forget to do good. Uh-huh. No matter how you praise the Lord, you don't forget to do good. With such sacrifices, God is well pleased. What are we going to do? We want to please him. How are we going to please him? By offering the fruit of our lips. How are we going to please him? By offering him a fruitful praise. Obey them that have the rule over you. Even when you don't feel like it, you submit yourself in righteousness to do what you've been contracted to do, what you get paid to do. You submit yourself. Even when that co-worker uh, uh, you still work it out because the Bible tells us to know them that labor among. We know how they are already, just like they know how you are. 
so that we can be found pleasing unto God, even in diverse situations. Obey them and have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your soul. Now, I know that's talking about spirit, but listen, even in our natural as well as in our spiritual so that God gets the glory as they must give an account that they may do it with joy. I want to be able to give an account for those that are that I'm shepherding uh, with joy and not with grief. For it is unprofitable for you. It's unprofitable to grieve the pastor. It's unprofitable to grieve your watchman. It's unprofitable to grieve your shepherd. You don't want them concerned. You don't want them hurt. You don't want them feeling bad. It's not a good situation to be in because of your uh, not living a, a life sacrifice of praise unto God continually. I will not, uh, I, we're not gonna, we're not gonna uh, make it through all of this because I'm ready to, I'm ready to wind down. I, I think enough has been said that we need to just give God a fruitful praise. But you know, there, there are a few key points because he said, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companion and then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel and his companion. Now, to write upon it for Judah, Judah and Israel were together. But they separated as the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. After the northern tribe refused to accept Rehoboam, uh, the son of Solomon, as king. So it created a division. Right up on it for Ephraim. Ephraim and Manasseh formed the house of Joseph. Uh, Ephraim entered the land of Canaan under the leadership of Joseph. The tribe, excuse me, the leadership of Joshua. The tribe of Ephraim joined the other nation or the northern Israel tribe in making David uh, the king, who was then king of Judah. But there was a separation. Things become, became separated. God is not with that separation. He's not about that. Bible said, woe to them that sow seeds of discord among the brethren. That's one of the things the Bible said the Lord hate. Uh-huh. You know, I, I listened to a, a quorum on the radio the other day talking about uh, the, end, the results of the, the, the trial that's really still going on uh, with George George Floyd, and you know, and they were saying that uh, that talking about police reform and different things, and uh, that it, it takes faith and, and prayer. You know, if you have faith, look at uh, another man as an individual. The Bible plainly says, "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." I'm like ministers, preachers. You on national TV? Why can't you tell them what the Scripture says? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love causes you to treat people equally. Love doesn't have prejudice. Love puts us all on the same level. Love. I don't care what preacher, what prophet, what title you might think you have, 
The Bible said you might speak in tongues, you might prophesy, you might heal. It said, but there is a greater gift. And that gift is called charity. If you don't have charity, you're not going to be saved. If you don't have charity, you, you, you can't do the will of the Lord. You, you may be going through that and doing a lot of good stuff. But without charity, without love, you will not make it in because God is love. Simple as that. Love. 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 Love one another. How can a man say, I love God and hate his brother? You've never seen God, but your brother standing right next to you, but you have hatred for him. Love. That's what the Bible says. That, that has nothing to do with, that is not faith. That's not prayer. That's love. Love. You can't offer up a fruitful praise without love. And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not show us what thou meanest by these? Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the sticks of Joseph, and which is in the hand of uh, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the stick, the, the tribes of Israel, and his fellows, and put them with him, even the sticks of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in my hand. And the sticks whereupon thou writest shall be in thy hand before thy eyes. God is interested in unification, not separation. In the kingdom of God, there is not separation of church and state. It never has been and it never will be. He says, say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, neither uh, whether they be gone and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land that's what god is going to do what are you going to do he said i'm going to be the they're going to be my people and i'm going to be their god what are you going to do what will you do we need to offer the lord a fruitful praise we need to offer unto him what he desires whatever the king want that's what we should give him Give him what he wants. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 at East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. If you have not dedicated your life unto the Lord or you need to rededicate your life, I want to encourage you to do that. Don't dilly, don't dally, don't play around with Sally. Get yourself together and seek the Lord. Get yourself together and sanctify your life. Now, that's not something that you do by yourself. The Bible said that we call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. It said, whosoever shall call upon the Lord shall be saved. And so that's how you get saved. You get saved through water baptism. Someone said that, that you don't need to be baptized. But as we read through the scriptures, the book that is currently being active, the book, that is currently active right now. Not, it's not an old book. It's not outdated because the word of God has not fulfilled itself completely. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost as a promise unto you. And as many as the Lord God shall call, 
And so with that being said, dedicate your life unto the Lord. When you wake up tomorrow morning, the Lord Terry, dedicate your life to him. Lord, I'm dedicated to you, Lord. I'm going to serve you throughout this day. I'm going to go and get my job done. I'm going to go to school, do my, my educational work. I'm going to make sure my academics is good. I'm going to handle things the way that you expect me to handle so that you be glorified. And I'm going to testify and tell of your goodness. I'm going to talk about that you're awesome in all your ways and mighty is your hand. Listen, I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. Thank you.